podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Dream Team Professor podcast, your place for weekly updates on the Sun Dream Team fantasy football game. I'm your host Scott and today we're going to be taking a look at the game week 10 midweek fixtures, just looking at the top performers and anything else that caught our eye. And then we'll be previewing the game week 11 fixtures. So there'll be two fixtures for most of the European sides in that one. We'll just be looking at the teams with the best fixtures and who might be the best players to target. Um, and then I'll just follow up with a, a little team update and share with you some of my transfer plans for my, for my top sides. But um, before we get started, um, if you're watching on YouTube, please could you like and subscribe and you'll get uh, more regular Dream Team updates. And then if you're listening on Spotify as well, please do drop us a follow. So first up, we had Brighton versus Nottingham Forest. Um, two teams that I can't imagine you'd have many players in your team from these sides. But um, either way, it was a nil-nil draw in this one. And Starman went to Dean Henderson, who got an 8.7 rating in this game. Um, Brighton are really struggling for goals at the minute and again they look pretty good but they just haven't got anyone to put the chances away um, so that's quite concerning for them and I, I probably wouldn't tip any of their players at the moment um, the only other player I've noted in this one I know a couple of people have got Neko Williams he seems more popular in FPL but I have seen a few people put him in just because he's quite cheap he got a rating in this one but not much else to report on this game so I won't stay on this one too long Next up, we had the Crystal Palace versus Wolves game. This one finished 2-1 to Crystal Palace. And Wilfred Zaha got star man in this game, so 13 points for him. Um, he grabbed a goal, which was his fifth of the season. And he's averaging 4.8 points per game at the minute. So he's, he's doing quite well. But um, yeah, just that he's 4.9 million and taking up one of those striker spots, it's uh, quite expensive for someone that's only going to be playing the Premier League fixtures. But overall, he's returning quite well. Um, Eze, he got a goal and a rating in this game. He's 2.5 million, um, but that was only his second goal so far of the season. And then it was on to uh, Adama Traore, who uh, last on the last episode, I, I said his shooting was terrible. Um, and he come and chipped in with a goal in this game. He got a good rating and he got a goal from a sort of back post header. So, yeah, the baby oil beast is back in this one. Back-to-back um, -back ratings as well for him. So he's known for his seven ratings in Dream Team, or at least he was. Um, his, last, his last time out wasn't too good. But, yeah, since uh, the manager's been sacked, he's, he's getting more starts and he's looking quite dangerous. But... Yes, it's not someone that I'd want to put in now. I've been stung too many times, but he does seem to rack up those ratings quite well. And that was a eight pointer for him in this game. Then again, I'm going to keep speeding through this last fixture here. So we had um, Bournemouth versus Southampton, which again, I can't imagine you've got many of these players in your team. But the star man was Shea Adams in this game. Um, there was no points for any of the Bournemouth players. And a couple of them, I think one or two finished on minus points. Um, the only other thing to note in this one was um, Perot. He got an assist um, and he was the scorer of the goal in the last game against West Ham. But overall, he's still on really low points for the season. So not one to consider yet, but maybe one to watch if he is going to carry on chipping in with those attacking returns. But other than that, nothing else to add from the Bournemouth-Southampton game. Right, then on to uh, Brentford versus Chelsea, which is a, a game that people would be a bit more interested in, in a Dream Team point of view. Um, Starman went to Raya in this game, um, but actually it was it was pretty much stuck on Kepa for majority of the game in the end. And he had another brilliant game. He had made some really important saves. Um, finished on a 7.5 rating, and I think David Raya managed to steal it with a 7.9. He made some important saves right at the end. So he just stole the Starman in this one. 
But again, I think that was uh, I think that was David Raya's um, second clean sheet in a row now. Um, sorry, second star man in a row as well. Um, and he's yeah, he's been a really good option actually the last couple of weeks. But Kepper, more importantly, a lot of people brought him in. And I think that's his fifth clean sheet in a row now. Um, I think that's three in a row in the Premier League and then a couple of European fixtures too. But yeah, he's looking like really good value for money. Um, but yeah, it's a bit frustrating overall for, for Chelsea in the end. Um, the rotation under Potter's sort of killing fantasy football players at the moment. Um, you had Aubameyang was benched, Sterling was benched. Um, and Cucurella and Mount came off both after 60 minutes as well. So it's not too bad for the defenders when they're getting rotated because as long as they get on the pitch, they're going to still get the clean sheet points. But if you had Sterling, for example, and he's, he's coming on for the final 30 minutes, it's really hard for him to get a return or, or a good rating. And he finished on no points in this one and a 6.4. So quite frustrating if you're, uh, your striking options are getting benched at Chelsea at the minute. So, yeah, it's looking like the defenders are the most appealing people at the moment. Um, like I said, Mason Mount's been really popular the last few weeks, but he came off after 60 minutes and he got no points either. So, in fact, for Chelsea, it was only the defensive um, players that got ratings. No players outside of the defence ended up with a, with a 7 rating in this game. Next, we had Liverpool versus West Ham, which finished 1-0 uh, to Liverpool. And the star man was Allison again. So he's got back-to-back -back, um, clean sheets and star man now. Um, and he had a penalty save against Bowen, which after the assist as well in the last game has really seen um, Allison's points rack up the last couple of games. Um, one talking point I saw before the start of the game, though, I had Paqueta in a couple of my teams. And I, I read that he had a shoulder injury and didn't start. So that's a bit of a problem for me. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out, but I do know quite a few people have got him in their teams. And it's a bit disappointing because he was just starting to kick on with some uh, seven ratings and he got a couple of returns. But yeah, uh, we'll have to try and find a replacement for him if he's out for a while. Um, I put down that um, Liverpool seemed to play more of a different formation. It looked like a 4-4-2 with um, Darwin and Firmino up front. But it's kind of strange. You had um, Carvalho at sort of left midfield and Salah on the right. But Carvalho was coming inside like really quite central. But Salah was really far out wide, which is disappointing because he looked like he was um, playing a lot more sort of forward in the last game and more central. But... Yeah, in this one, he was really wide and he wasn't too involved in that first half, which was disappointing. Um, but Simicast got an assist in this game. He started at left back. Even though Robertson's back, it looks like they're going to rotate and ease him back. But um, Simicast got the assist for the Darwin goal. But um, he only ended up, Simicast, getting a 6.9 rating, which is uh, quite frustrating for people that have got him in their team. Um, and then Darwin Nunes, he looked really quite good in this game. I was quite excited to see him playing well. Um, he hit the post with, with an early chance and, and his header was really good. Um, but the only annoying thing is he got hooked at um, around the 60th minute as well, which was quite disappointing. But the only thing that happened after Darwin um, come off in the 60th, it looked like Salah went into more of an attacking role in, like joining the 4-4-2 uh, as one of the strikers. He looked a little bit more dangerous there, but still didn't manage to uh, get any points in this game. And he finished on the nought, which is quite disappointing for Salah owners. I took him out um, previously, so I was quite relieved to see him get no points in this game. But yeah, it's, it's just a bit uncertain at the moment whether, whether he's going to play on that right side or whether he's going to go as another striker, which 
yeah, it's quite a tough one when you're trying to decide whether to bring him in. And they've got really good fixtures going forward as well. So, yeah, I think for me, I'm going to want to see what they do going forward before I bring him back. Um, back onto Darwin, though. He's um, up to four goals and one assist so far, which is quite a good return. And he, he is looking really dangerous. I think they've got, um, I think it's Nottingham, Nottingham Forest next. Yeah, away at Forest next. And yeah, I think he could definitely get, get another goal in that game because they're looking pretty poor, to be honest. Um, other than that though you had Joe Gomez kept his place at um, centre-back and you had Trent Alexander-Arnold started again in this game we thought he was going to be injured but he was back on the bench the last game and he, he seemed uh, seemed like he's back back in the back in the team now so yeah he looked good he got a, uh, a 7 rating in this one so he got the points for that all in all though I was quite disappointed at West Ham um, I, I thought they might try and get at Liverpool a little bit um, I know they played well against City last week and got a good result there but they really looked like they gave too much respect to Liverpool in the end. And they were sat really deep, had quite a deep block. It was only till right at the end they seemed like they um, really threatened and decided to go for it. But yeah, a little bit disappointing because they have got a fair bit going forward. But Skamaka just couldn't get in the game. And obviously Bowen, it's disappointing for him if you've got him in the team because he got a minus three for missing the penalty. But not really much else to add from the uh, West Ham side of things. Cresswell, he he got a uh, seven rating, so he got the three points. Um, and Emerson didn't get on in this game either, so he was an option that's been quite popular recently. But yeah, he didn't get on, and it looks like Cresswell was pretty much nailed as that left back. So yeah, nothing else really from West Ham. Then next we had Newcastle's 1-0 win against Everton and another Star Man Award for Kieran Trippier. Um, it's quite a pattern actually of uh, players getting back-to-back Star Mans this week. And yeah, Trippier was another one to get it. Um, he's actually now got nine ratings out of 12 games. So he's racking up those um, seven ratings from who scored. He's definitely doing something right. I think a lot of it is to do with the amount of crosses that he puts in the box. And he's taking sort of all of the set pieces. So that seems to be working in his favour. Um, he got 13 points and a 7.9 rating from who scored in this game. But um, someone else I want to highlight was Almiron in this game. He he got his fifth goal of the season and uh, obviously a rating as well. But have a look at that goal if you haven't seen it already. Because he's playing with so much confidence. He just hit a... Um, yeah, hit a sort of left foot curling shot straight into the top corner from outside the box. And yeah, he, he had another chance as well. He's just sort of hitting them from anywhere. You can tell that he's really playing with some confidence. Um, so yeah, you've got, got to have a look at Miggy Almirond. Uh, yeah, he's no doubt going to rise again um, this week once the uh, price increases go up. But he's sitting at sort of, he's sitting at 2.1 million at the moment. And yeah, I reckon another 0.3 he's going to go up again so 2.4 million is still a good time to get on him in my opinion um, and then Bruno Gomares he got his second assist of the season and that's his fifth attacking return he got a rating in this game and the only other person that I'm going to highlight is um, Fabian Scher he got um, he got a seven rating and he's only 2.7 million at the moment he's the sixth highest defender in the game too so for his price um, he's definitely worth looking at and those Newcastle players like they're really up there in the defensive stats at the moment. So you've got Trippier, who's uh, second highest, and Cher is the sixth highest defender in the game. So considering that they're not playing any European football, that's really quite impressive with them so far. Eddie Howe's got them playing quite solid. But um, on the Everton side of things, not really anything to add for, the, for that team. Um, yeah, just none of their options are looking that good at the minute, and they're really struggling to score goals. So I wouldn't 
wouldn't really recommend any of their players and none of them got a plus seven rating for this game. So yeah, it's an avoid for me, um, Everton players at the moment. Then the last of the Wednesday fixtures, you had Man United versus Spurs, which was the big game. And this one surprised me, actually. Although um, Man United have won their last three against Spurs, um, it, it was a 2-0 win. And I just was expecting more from Spurs, to be honest. Man United looked really good, but Spurs just offered nothing in that game. You had um, only two shots on target from Spurs all, all game. And Lloris was by far their best player. He made eight saves in this one. Uh, I was quite disappointed that he didn't go on to get Starman because I had him in my team. But yeah, that was a good rating for him in this one. Um, Anthony, he, he looked fairly good. He, he hit the post of a long-range shot. Um, but Bruno Bruno Fernandes, I think he ended up getting the Starman in this game. And yeah, he's, he really sort of turned it on. And then Fred somehow managed to get a goal. He, he played one of the best performances I'd seen in a while from him. He's, he was looking all right. Him and I think it was him and Casemiro played this game, and they looked quite solid in that midfield. Um, but yeah, a bit worrying for Spurs in the end because I mean I've got Kane, and I know a lot of people have got either Kane or Son. But yeah, they just really weren't creating anything. And I, I've, we were saying that, that Spurs were one of these teams that always seem to get results against the uh, some of the bigger sides, but that really hasn't been the case this season. Um, I think they scraped the draw with Chelsea, um, Arsenal. They just got battered and now Man United as well so there's some question marks really and yeah when when Conte's playing sort of this defensive football and they're getting the results it's it's all okay but yeah when they're playing like this and losing as well it's quite um quite disheartening I'd say like when Arsenal for example Arsenal playing quite good football at the minute but Arsenal lost against Man United but they were playing good football and I think a lot of Arsenal fans came away from that thing thinking oh well it's not the end of the world but yeah when you're when you're playing negative football and not getting results it's yeah I think they're going to start turning quickly on Conte or, or it'll end up walking um, like he normally does but yeah I won't let my biases get too involved but I just thought they looked really poor um, Man United looked good though um, it's quite weird because Rash Rashford had so many chances but he just doesn't seem to be putting those away but it's 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 quite, it's quite tight because obviously you look at these chances and you think Ronaldo would be scoring those. But actually Rashford's getting getting in behind with these like good runs. And I don't know whether actually Ronaldo would be creating those same chances. So it's hard to tell. But there was a bit of controversy at the end because Ronaldo was seen sort of storming into the tunnel. And it looked like he was having a bit of a sulk. But it's come out today that... Um, I think he was apparently he was storming off because he was asked to come on right at the end and he refused. So it's not gone down well for him. And apparently um, Eric Ten Hag's um, leaving him out of the squad for the Saturday game or the weekend game. So, yeah, it looks like it's pretty, pretty over for Ronaldo at the minute. Um, we thought he might emerge when Martial came. Um, Martial got injured. It looked like Ronaldo might have been an option, but I'm pretty sure that's dead now. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure where they're going to go from here. But overall, Manu come out of this one looking good. And yeah, Spurs, they've got good fixtures, so I wouldn't be completely worried about the attackers. But yeah, quite disappointing all in all. One other thing I forgot to add about the um, about the Man United defenders. So uh, Delo, he got another good rating and he's looking by far the best sort of option out of the uh, Manchester United defenders. But I just keep an eye because I think I think I saw that he's on um, four yellow cards now. So he's going to be walking that tightrope and potentially missing a game. I'll just check that quickly while I'm here. So you, 
yeah, four yellow cards for him. So although he's the best option, you might be a little bit worried that he could end up missing a game. Um, but then again, they have got the Europa League as well. So it's not the end of the world. Um, but overall, they were looking quite a bit better in defence. Um, I think that could be down to the sort of Casemiro and Fred partnership in the, in like central defensive midfield. But yeah, it's not not been too often that we've got the clean sheets from Man United. But if I, if I was looking for, for an option for one of them, it would be probably De Gea or De Lowe at the moment because the other guys do seem to be getting rotated. Martin, Martinez seems to start every game, but for me, he's not really offering too much going forward either. And then we had um, a bit of a random Europa League game thrown in. Um, Arsenal had the Europa League game against PSV at home. Um, this one was a rescheduled game, which is why they didn't have a Premier League game initially. Um, they were supposed to be playing Man City, um, but obviously that one was postponed so Arsenal could get all of their Europa League games done in time after it was cancelled. Um, but yeah, the Starman award went to uh, Bukayo Saka in this one, which is uh, another one that's quite good for me. I brought him in my teams and... Uh, yeah, he, he got an 8.4 rating in this one. Had loads of shots and quite a few one-on-ones. He was uh, unlucky not to score in this game. But um, that man, uh, Granite Xhaka, managed to get another goal in this game. So that's, I don't know what's happened with him this season. He's just uh, he's just really on it with the attacking returns in that sort of new attacking role. Um, it's getting a bit boring, keep mentioning that he's playing a bit more further forward. But yeah, three goals and three assists now for him in total. And this one, it was just... It was a sort of right-footed half-volley, which obviously is left-footed as well. So he's just playing with so much confidence. Um, yes, really good option. And I think he's, his price now is uh, 2.5 million, but he'll be bound to go up again as well. So you might want to think about bringing him in because Arsenal's fixtures are looking really good at the moment. Um, but yeah, 1-0 win, uh, another clean sheet for Arsenal. And it was Tommy Yasu who got the assist in this one as well. Who, so yeah, Since he's come back from injury, um, he's been involved quite a lot. And yeah, he's been a really good option overall. 10 points for him. Um, other than that, Gabriel Jesus started a rare uh, Europa League game. So that was how much Arsenal wanted to win this one. Um, he started a striker and you had Eddie Nketiah playing as the left winger in this game. But um, Martinelli, he came off the bench right at the end, but... He had one shot, but didn't really have enough time to really contribute to this game. But yeah, overall, uh, Bukayo Saka, he star man in this one. And uh, I think quite a lot of people will be happy with having him in their team. Then we had Fulham versus Aston Villa, which uh, finished 3-0 to Fulham, this one. Um, and it was another goalkeeper who got a star man. That was Bernd Leno, um, who was actually the eighth goalkeeper to get star man in this game week, which is pretty ridiculous. I don't think that's normal at all, but... Um, yeah, we had uh, another goal from Mitrovic. Um, he fired himself into the top 10 point scorers overall now. Um, he's 4.5 million and he's got his eighth goal of the season this uh, this game. Um, and then you just had Harrison who got the other goal. Um, and I put down that he actually cost 1 million, which uh, I thought was quite funny. One of the cheapest players on the game. Um, and he's got two, two goals so far this season. Um, and then the other things I just wrote down really is Aston Villa just shocking really um it's, in my opinion it's got to be time for Gerard to go um they're just lingering on the edge of the relegation zone now I think they're joint points with third bottom um then yeah you've got Tyrone Mings who's just having a mare we said last week um not even last not even last week at the weekend he um he had that terrible header that Mount ended up scoring from uh, and in this game he got a silly yellow for a 
horrible tackle um, and then he ended up scoring a proper silly uh, own goal as well so yeah not on form at all and you could kind of see why he got left out at the start of the season so yeah not not good for Villa at all but yeah Fulham with another clean sheet and three goals then in the final game um, it was Leicester versus Leeds and I think Leeds just seemed to run out of steam after their good performance against Arsenal they couldn't couldn't keep it up against Leicester um, it's a 2-0 win for Leicester in this game uh, Amati got the star man which is a, a rare one I think um, but Harvey Barnes got a goal and I've actually put down he could have quite easily had two goals because the first goal in that game was an own goal uh, from Robin Cock um, and the ball was passed across the box and it was going to be a tap in for Harvey Barnes to be honest but instead he got across and ended up putting it in his own net so if that hadn't been an own goal I think Harvey Barnes could have come out with two goals in this game and then he would have definitely got star man as well so he's looking quite exciting um, the assist was uh, from Dewsbury Hall as well who does quite well for the for the price he is um, but yeah, other than that, I didn't really put down anything from the Leeds point of view. But um, Castane, who I tipped in the last game, obviously he got a clean sheet. Um, sorry, who I tipped in the last podcast. Um, he got a clean sheet in this one. I was saying who scored sort of seemed to be favouring his um, ratings at the minute. But he only came away with a 6.8 in this one. So didn't quite get the 7. But yeah, I still wouldn't wouldn't look for Leicester defenders at the moment now. though They've got one sort of good game, but then they play Man City as well. So... Yeah, I, I'm not not think, thinking they'll be able to keep a clean sheet in that Man City game and it could get quite ugly. So avoid for now, but Harvey Barnes is definitely looking like worth a punt potentially. So that wraps up the uh, the midweek game week 10 fixtures. And then on to the game week 11 fixtures. The uh, European sides all have two games that week. Um, you've got Man City facing Brighton at home and Dortmund away. You've got Liverpool, who have got Forest away and Ajax away. Chelsea have got United at home and Salzburg away. Spurs have got Newcastle at home and Sporting at home. And then in the, uh, for the Europa League and Europa League conference teams, Arsenal have got Southampton away and PSV away. Man United have got Chelsea at uh, um, Stamford Bridge and Sher- uh, Sheriff. And then West Ham are playing Bournemouth at home and Silkborg at home as well. Um, so yeah, I've sort of bunched these into who I think's got the, the best fixtures overall. Um, and I've said that I think Liverpool have got the best fixtures with uh, Nottingham Forest and Ajax. Both away games, but I think they're playing with a bit more confidence now and they seem to be a bit more settled. Um, so I think they should be alright in those two. The Ajax one's obviously going to be a lot tougher. Um, and then for West Ham, I mean, they, this is their first... Um, bad result in a little while um, and it was Liverpool as well so I think their fixtures Bournemouth at home and Silkborg at home two home games they should be all right in those ones and I think Bowen should be probably the best player to target in that game be a bit disappointing if Paqueta's out any longer um, and I'd hope to see Skamaka a bit more involved in these games but we'll have to wait and see um, and then I've said that second after that, I'd say probably City and Spurs have probably got the best. I know all of City's fixtures always look good on paper because how good they are. But um, Brighton at home, I don't think that'll be a problem. Brighton seem to be conceding goals at the moment. And yeah, I, I can't really see him catching out City at the Etihad. Um, but that Dortmund away fixture, that could be a quite tough one. We'll wait and see what they do there. But it's going to be the usual suspects for who to target from those guys. You're obviously going to have Haaland, Cancelo... Um, Foden's looking really good for them at the moment so he's someone to target for sure but the defence is a bit harder to pick at the minute they've got quite a lot of options Um, just remember that Sergio Gomez is banned for that Dortmund game 
Um, Akanji seems like he's quite in favour at the minute, and Cancelo obviously gets Starman and seven ratings all the time. So probably I'd keep it safe and probably stick with Cancelo. Um, you've got Laporte back, but yeah, there's quite a lot of rotation going on, so I wouldn't like to choose between the other options. Um, Spurs, Newcastle and Sportings, two home games, so hopefully they can bounce back um, after that Man United um, embarrassing loss, in my opinion. Um, but Newcastle looking really good as well, so that's going to be a tougher game than it looks. And Sporting end up beating um, Spurs in the last fixture, so we'll wait and see how they get on. But yeah, I imagine Kane should should get on the score sheet in at least one of those games. But a bit more, a bit more hard to choose their defenders, defenders as well now, because obviously Doherty's looking like he's in the, in the good books now, and Sessignon's sort of fell off a little bit. So there's a lot of options there, and I wouldn't really know who to choose. So, yeah, I think for me, just the the easiest option if you do want to get a defender in from from Spurs is probably Hugo Lloris, because you just know that he's going to play every game. Um, and then I've ranked it. The, probably the the least favourable fixtures out of all of the uh, European sides. I've put Manu, Chelsea and Arsenal sort of on the same playing field. I mean, Arsenal's aren't too bad. So Southampton away obviously looks a good game, but it's always always a tough game for Arsenal, that one. I remember last season um, when we played them. Um, oh, he's not there now, but Fraser Forster just had an absolute blinder in that game. And I think we ended up losing that one. It was really frustrating. Um, and then PSV away. I mean, they... They were quite. They were, Arsenal were by far the better team tonight, but I mean only one nil, and it's going to be away from home. That will be a tough game, but Arsenal have all but sort of won the group, I think, now um, after winning the game tonight. But still going to be a tougher fixture. Then uh, yeah, Manu Chelsea. I wouldn't know which way to call that one at the minute. It's uh, it's going to be quite a quite a tight game, I think. But then the the following fixture, Sheriff. That should be an easy one for United. Um, and then yeah, that's. Well, Chelsea, United at home, obviously, and, and Salzburg away. That's Again, it's not not the best fixture, and it's uh, it might be all right for clean sheets, Chelsea, but I think they've still got to prove, prove themselves going forward. So, yeah, from them, I'd only sort of target the uh, defensive players at the moment. The fact that Sterling's sort of getting rotated, Aubameyang's getting rotated, even, even Mount in the last game didn't, didn't play a... a well, he played 60 minutes in the last one. For me, that's... They're all quite pricey if they're not guaranteed to play every game. So, yeah, the best option for me would be to go with the defenders. And uh, Kepper and Cucurella are looking like the cheapest options there. And they do seem to be obviously playing every game. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably look at probably look at them from Chelsea. Right, and now it's time for some uh, team updates then. Um, and it's not looking too good again. Um, my my Chelsea block team is actually now my, my top team after them keeping... Um, another clean sheet, so that's two this game week. Uh, so we've got Kepper in goal, Thiago Silva, who didn't play the second fixture, um, but Chalaba, Cucurella and Azpilicueta all got their um, second clean sheet of the week along with Kepper. Um, so that's all good at the back. Um, and Bramo again was really unlucky. He had a good chance right at the end in that game, but yeah, no points against Chelsea in the end. Um, Paqueta, like I said, that's quite disappointing. Um, hopefully he's not going to be out for much longer. And then we knew De Bruyne and Haaland didn't have a second fixture this week. So again, it's probably going to be a, a rare game week where they play two games and get no points between them. Um, so I'm not too concerned there. Um, and then Salah, so five points in this one. I think he was unlucky not really to score more points in this one. Um, didn't get the seven rating in the Man City game, even though he got the goal. 
Um, but yeah, I was a, a bit worried about the uh, West Ham game, how wide he was playing, and he was a bit bit less involved than I expected he would be. But I'm happy to keep him going forward because they've got some good fixtures. And then they've got the goal for Darwin as well. So eight points from him. Um, fairly pleased with how this one's lined up. And I, I guess I have to be because uh, this team's got no transfers left. So hopefully this can see me through the next uh, next few games. Um, this one, this one though, it was 51k, which is not good. But it's a big jump to 37k. Still not where I want to be at all, but 81 points for the game week is not bad at all. And then the total is 634 points on this team. But yeah, like I said, no transfers left for this one. So not much I can do. I've got to have to stick with this team. Um, one thing I would look to do, though, is um, once I do get those new transfers, I think it's going to have to be uh, Mbwemo and Paqueta who we look to move out. And then we make a decision on whether or not we want to stick with the full Chelsea backline. But I'm quite tempted just to stay with it for the time being. Um, and then I'm pretty sure De Bruyne, Haaland, Salah and Nunes, I'm, I'm happy to stick with those guys for the time being. Um, so then, yeah, on to my... Uh, Onto my mini league side, and this was quite a, quite a painful one actually for me. Um, it's uh, it's gone from bad to even worse. So it's thirty four k down to forty five k, which is yeah pretty terrible at the moment. Um, but I kind of knew that was going to be the case. I mentioned it on the, a couple pods ago that I mean I've got four City players in this team, and I didn't want to take them out just for this game week because I'm going to only have to bring them back in, and yeah, transfers are kind of Hard to go by in this game. So, yeah, I've got Cancelo, Gomez, De Bruyne and Haaland. Um, the only one that I'd look to move out now of, of those ones is Gomez. Um, he's going to miss the Dortmund game. And I'm just not completely convinced. He had a, a little bit of a bit of a good spell initially. But now I, think, I have a feeling he might have lost the trust of uh, Pep a little bit. So... We'll wait and see on that one. Um, Saliba, again, he's, I'm disappointed. I'm thinking I might move Saliba on um, just because the fact that you've got the other Arsenal defenders now. He started well, but now you've got the other defenders like um, White, Tomiyasu, Tierney, that if they're not starting one game, they're getting on. And then they're playing the Europa League and then they're either playing a few minutes in one or a few minutes in the other and they're getting the clean sheet points. Whereas Saliba, he's playing one game, but they're not really changing the centre-backs in the, uh, in the uh, Europa League games. So I'm thinking I might get better value for money with someone like Tommy Asu at the moment if I, if I was to change Saliba. Um, Cucurella, I'm not completely, uh, completely pleased with how Chelsea are rotating things, but he seems to feature at some point. So happy to keep Cucurella in there for now. Cancelo I'll keep and Lloris I mean he got the points because he uh he did a lot of saves and he got the plus seven so seven points for him in the end is not terrible um but yeah I'm, I'm thinking whether or not it'd be worth moving to Kepa just because you've got value to use elsewhere then and then into the midfield so De Bruyne we spoke about on the last team it's the same situation with him Bukayo Saka though he's had a good week for me um he's He's had 16 points this week, star man in this one, and he got the goal against Leeds as well. And he's been really good since I bought him in. He had the really good game against um, uh, Liverpool, and then he had the goal against Bodo Glimt as well. So pleased with the decision to bring Saka in. Um, but again, like the last team, I've got Mbuemo and I've got Paqueta. And I think I'm going to have to probably reconsider who my sort of budget players are in those positions. Um, but yeah, maybe I could uh, save a bit of budget by maybe moving Saliba on for a cheaper Arsenal defender. 
Um, but I, I don't really want to mess with uh, Harry Kane and Haaland up front. I'm quite happy with how those two have been doing overall. So I think I'm going to leave it like that. But yeah, six uh, on this one, it's 628 points in total um, and then 59 points for the game week. There's only one transfer in this one left to use in this uh, in this uh, round of transfers. So I think for this one, it's probably either going to be a move for Gomez or Saliba at the minute. And I think I'll stick with the other ones or I'll just keep an eye on the injury updates. And if Paquette is going to be out for quite some time, I think it might be have to be him who I move on. But yeah, we'll wait and see until we get some updates on Paqueta. But Arsenal have got some pretty good fixtures. So if I could potentially move Saliba on for one of the other defenders or even do the double up and move Gomez on for like a Tommy Asu or a Ben White, that could be an option to get a few more clean sheets. So that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Um, all the best with game week 11 and we'll be doing another video the start of next week um, recapping the weekend's fixtures that have taken place. That'll be out on either a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, and if again, if you're listening um, on Spotify, please give us a follow on there. Or if you're watching on YouTube, please do like the video and subscribe. Um, you'll get more content showing up in your feed, regular Dream Team updates and all that sort of thing. So yeah, on to the next one and we'll see you next week. Cheers, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.